to LA. From New York to LA, it's Sarah and Dre, and we're here about to give you the show. Welcome to Vod Sad City. If you don't know, now you know. intro song slaps like you know your workout songs like that's one of them (laughs) yeah you can't just like not bump your head if you don't bop your head you're (laughs) fucking weird out and don't then you're not listening to this or you shouldn't be right yeah (laughs) but tell (laughs) you but tell your friends all right dre we're back at it again with a theme to set the mood it is what that mouth do I was not going to bring this up, and I kind of have to. So this is our second take of the episode because we both had some technical difficulties. So I just love seeing Sarah's face. She's so disappointed. Um, her, her head is down, but doesn't matter. We're going to bring it to you for the second time in a row because we're experts now on the topics. So the topic is what, Sarah? topic is (laughs) yeah we had a couple technical difficulties but we are back and the topic is of the week what that mouth do now that can be taken a couple dirty ways but the reality is it's all about communication what does your mouth do what do you say to people how do they respond or react how do they feel about certain things can you confront people i don't know but we're gonna get into all those topics on today's episode but before we do dre what the fuck have we been up to Hmm. A whole, I got a whole lot of money. Um, just fucking chilling. I feel like we think we we're doing so much, but like we haven't. You had Complex Con, obviously, so yeah, massive. Five years in a row, Spitchburg's a Complex. If you didn't know, now you know. It's a pretty big event. There was about 30,000 people a day, two-day weekend, mm-hmm. lots of people, lots of things, lots of sneakers, lots of, you know, Rihanna was there. That was pretty cool. It was, no, it was, it was, it was definitely cool. Yeah, I think my highlight of that was being able to work with Secret Walls and produce this really cool art battle. I'm really into art. Follow up artists. Don't unfollow them. But what do you know about digital art? Because I saw it live. Two people battling digitally on their fucking either a phone or a laptop making fucking NFTs in front of me. Yes. NFT. Google it, bitch. (laughs) But it's cool because the art that you make, you get to control like the people that support you and keep the money. There's no like middleman. So being able to watch two incredible artists create things within an hour and a half and then the crowd votes on it. It was beautiful things that they created. Just like one of the girls just did it on her fucking iPhone. I her, was like, her own app that she created. I was like, yo, we, we chilling later or what? Like, it was wild. Just, and you know the craziest part is like these NFTs sold for like over $500,000. I'm like, like, should I buy an NFT? I'm no, like, or invest, I should say. You can't, bitch. <laughs> I mean, who has Ethereum just lying around? I don't know exactly. It's like a whole new world. It's like an alien language that I'm trying to learn because, because it's the future. Because we're all aliens <laughs> and it's, they're coming in real quick with this shit. Like, what? But that was cool. Yeah, we had ComplexCon. It's a blast. It's a mix of fashion, conversations, and music. And then what did we do? You always need a splash of laughs. Always. Always. Love me a good comedy show. I mean, shit. Yeah, we went to the improv, which is 
tight because it's down the street from where I live. So we could literally and walk I there. Live now too, bitch. She acts like I'm. I know. We <laughs> could walk from my place, which makes it like nice. We did a 9:30 show though, which I wasn't prepared for because I'm like, oh, you have to actually like do something before you go. I'm like, go. that's late. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little. It's Friday, but it's late. But it was so worth it. It wasn't even that many well-known comedians, but everyone was so funny in their unique ways. It just keeps you like refreshed and getting ideas and even inspiration of how people tell their stories and how they communicate. Also just sitting there not listening to like us and yeah. like other people that are talking and you're laughing, like you're silent and they're fucking funny was cool. And also we haven't been the last time we were there at improv specifically was right before the pandemic. So shit felt good to be back baby it felt good to be back it felt so good but seriously i highly recommend everyone go see a live comedy show if you haven't again we've been locked inside for so long we kind of forget like what's been out there and what you can see and it was such a good time like we i want to go back every weekend and what i never like really talked to you about was you know how like they fuck with people in the crowd and they're like oh like what's up with you blah 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 so multiple comedians are like oh like how'd you guys meet to these fucking couples that are having sex in the front Every person was Instagram, Instagram. Mind you, they're literally, like, pretty much wrapped in each other's skin. They're like, Instagram, week one. I'm like, shit, I got to be sliding way harder on Instagram to be going co- to, to comedy shows with them. Because you know shit. what that trick is, what people do is someone sees your profile, they give that three likes on some pictures that you recently posted and then expect you to notice them. I mean, if they're bringing me to a comedy show and we're having fun, we're laughing What's good about it? Oh my God, this actually does come full circle. What's good about a comedy show date is that you don't have to talk to the motherfucker. You laugh and you can see what they think is funny. If, they, if you're laughing and they're laughing, I did that with motherfucker. From, <laughs> dude. <laughs> oh, ass. that's actually yeah. a great hot take. A good idea for one of your first dates is to go to a comedy show, see what they laugh at, see what they're about, and then judge that shit because you don't know. I would say like second date. First thing you want to like know if they're a serial killer or not. Second date, you're like, all right, let's go laugh. We'll sit next to each other. We'll drink. We'll eat some fries, whatever. And if you're laughing, at, if you're not laughing at all and I'm cracking up, flag. Flag. Flags. And then you don't have to talk to them and realize it's a flag. It's easy. Actually, it's an easy flag noticer. Yeah, because what you laugh at is what you enjoy and what you like. So if they're laughing at like jokes that you think are fucked up, then you probably don't want to sleep with that person. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> if they're like, oh, that rape joke is really funny. Yeah, like, like, no, no, we're good. Like, good if their hand, you're like, hands on your leg and you're like, nope, not tonight. You know what I do love about when I do go to comedy shows is Danny, the boyfriend, he is everyone's cheerleader. He and I'm very skeptical about each comic because I want to know what their story is. I want to know what they're where they're trying to go with it. But Danny literally is like the woohoo girl. He is fucking slapping his knee, yelling out, cheering, adding a comment. And I'm surprised <laughs> no one has ever like pulled him on stage to be like, you you well? <laughs> like your biggest fan is here. It's fucking Danny. <laughs> I know. I remember like, <laughs> first of all, I love it. He's hilarious. I'm like, what? Whatever he was smoking, pass it this way. But also I was like hiding because I did not want to be picked on or brought on stage. And I was shocked that they didn't like say anything because Danny's just cracking up in the corner. Also, if you're on a first date with Danny and this is happening, what, what would, how would you feel? Oh, my God. I, would, I would not get a second date. <laughs> I would. Or I would wait, be wait, like, wait, you're wait. cute. I'll go home. I'll fuck you. No, that's I'm it. dying. Because it was too much. She died. So in all the <laughs> contacts, every time we go to a comedy show, she'll like, 
I'm obviously there with them, and like she'll look at me and be like, here we go, Danny's on one, and I'm like, he's just laughing and enjoying his life. But five years ago, she would have said, <laughs> he just enjoys it a little too much. I think I'm more critical. I'm there to like give a, a review and score them on a ten card, and Danny's just like, I will Crying. drive you home. <laughs> like I love you. <laughs> oh no, I know. I mean, now of course. Um, I'm saying on a first date though. You'd yeah. be laughing with him if you no, wanted yeah. to go home No, yeah, if it was a first date, I would probably be like, oh, you're so You'd happy. Like, he's so funny. He laughs. So, yeah, no. Yeah, like, he's such a happy person. Yeah, like, make home. me happy later, <laughs> bitch, and then we'll talk after. Yeah, he must be a good giver if he's giving <laughs> he, all these people There we go. Claps. Exactly. <laughs> he loves to give. <laughs> so, back into the theme of this podcast, we're going to give you guys something to ruminate on. A question, a situation, a scenario. That we recently had heard of from someone. But Dre, lay it down. What is this scenario? And again, it goes full circle into communication. But it's like, what would you do if this had happened to you? Well, I'm asking you right now. Let's see. Or the, the fucking, the people listening. What does it mean or how do you feel if you're the first person that your ex calls? All right. One more time. You're the first person that your ex calls after just recently breaking it off with his dot 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 fiance. This sounds mm-hmm. like a, a Cards Against Humanity thing. Yeah. What <laughs> yeah. Everyone put your cards out. It's like, like what, what the fuck do you do? How do you act? How do you feel? All mm. I think of is Oprah crying over a Ling cuisine. <laughs> That's the one Cards Against Humanity I always think of. Oh I'm God. like, who wrote this shit? I would say ass play or something. <laughs> <laughs> ass play. Yeah. No, but in all reality, <laughs> like if you are the ex of someone who's engaged to this person and they reach out, you're the first person they slide, they electric slide into your DMs hey, to say, hey, you. like, hey, ex, me and my fiance called it off. What's good? Like, well, also, what was that's great. What was the next thing he said? Oh, yeah, this happened. What's up with you? Like, what's the end goal of this conversation? What are we doing with our mouths here? Because this point it's a weird part of communication because you know you had that relationship with that person so they might feel like they trust you and can tell you these things but in reality you need to like again protect your peace and not let this toxicity come into it laying down all their trauma on you when you just healed from it shit but we don't even know what i don't even know i'm just saying it's also like a random but a story that was said and i'm like wait a second here that's a, that's a hot take. What was he thinking that he's getting out of it? Homie's definitely thinking either I, shit, ah, the one that got away, it was you, that's why I'm calling you, or I fell into old habits, a.k.a. I broke up with my fiance, so I'm going to fall back into old comfortable zones, I mean, a.k.a. you, boo. It's like I what mean, else would you think if they're hitting you up again? And that's like the weird form of communication. It's like you're sliding into this person's DMs. You haven't talked to them in a while, and now this is the right time to talk when you broke up with your fiancé? Mm. One more time. There's a ring involved. So homie's got this ring either in his pocket or he sh- did he insure this shit? Because also one more thing. If you're questioning anything about your relationship – Get out. Spoken, like, there, a ring isn't solving it. What a waste of time, energy, money, and fuck. But, yeah, those are just societal norms that pressure people into doing things that they feel needs to happen because of what a happy cookie cutter life is. I will say I'm the opposite of that. 
I appreciate those people that do that, but it ain't for me. And what did you say, Dre? I think, I think honestly, knowing kind of the people, it was him falling into an old habit. Hey, what's up, boo? Like, shit, everyone did it during the pandemic. They were like, oh, my God, I'm stuck at home. My parents let me call my fucking ex from high school so we can smash just to feel something. And, like, now it's like, dude, you went through a huge fucking – you were about to be fucking married to this person, but you're like, mm, it's called a backslide. Call, yeah, a backslide. No one wants a fucking backslide. Who's going down a backslide? Which kind of goes in if we're talking about backsliding. If you're backsliding, you could do that within the DMs, whatever. <laughs> I've never heard of a DM backslide, but sign me I up. Mean, <laughs> <laughs> How do you do that? I mean, it goes back to, all right. So another form of communication is through social media. Everyone knows what they post means something. And people do judge you based on like the stories you put up, the pictures you put up there. You're inviting them into your life. But guess what? You get to fucking curate that shit and put a bunch of sparkles and filters on it. And that shit ain't that real. That's just surface level. But I think it's interesting, too, that back in the day, they didn't have social media. So right now people can judge you. They know what you've been up to. They know what you did last summer, literally. Mm -hmm. And when you meet up with someone you haven't seen in a while, it's not like, oh, how have you been? It's like, oh, how's your dog you just got from two two months old? Like, how is that dinner you had the other night? (laughs) Yeah, so weird. They know everything. They're like, oh, you got another houseplant? Cool. I'll come over and water it. Like, I don't know. Just weird shit. But back in the day, if you like broke up with someone or were no longer friends with them, you didn't see them. You didn't know what they were yeah, up can to. Can we go back to that fucking life? It's it, like fuck. it didn't affect like how you your thought process works about your friend group or the people you see or the people you used to see. And what I think is the most interesting is how people deal with social media. And when you do go through a, like a confrontation with someone, what are the differences between muting someone, unfollowing someone? Potentially refollowing someone and then just go straight to the unblocking. So let's start with muting. What is muting on Instagram? It's great. I have no fucking idea. I had to ask <laughs> you guys recently, like, what? If you're going to mute someone, just fucking block. Uh, just no, no, no. Unfollow me. It's easy. There should be two fucking easy access buttons on Instagram <laughs> follow and unfollow. No fucking middle ground. This is the whole fucking. This is exactly what's wrong in dating society. Okay, let me just mute you. But, like, I know that you muted me, so now I'm questioning that. It's just fucking stupid. Oh, by the way, what muting is is that you want to continue following this person, but you don't want to see what they post. Fucking unfollow me. It's true. Right. I, I'm trying to remember why I've muted people. I think there's people that I'm still friends with. You said with. babies. You oh, said babies. Bitch. Yeah. I, yeah, so yeah, <laughs> in my personal feed, I like to look at style, like cool content, art, whatever. If I'm seeing your baby's head, uh, he's two and a half weeks old. I don't know. I just, I, I mean, all respect to those babies. I'll give love to the first newborn post, but I'm good after like each week increment. Like I'm fine. I would rather much see like what's happening in the music industry or what's happening on Rihanna's body. Like, I don't know, <laughs> something else. So you mute people because you just don't want to see their stories. They're not entertaining for you. And that's what I've we really never, want. You, I've, I mean, again, this is all very new to me. I have literally nine followers. I'm trying to remember if babies were the real reason, though. I don't think that was it. I'm, try, I'm trying to, like, dig back. I don't think babies were that serious to me. Like, I'll just swipe left. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll go back to the unfollow, the classic unfollow. If there's someone, like – who you just see what they post and you're not 
or here's Susan Goodreads. I have some friends who either don't post anything on their feed or they post stuff, but they're just bad at creating content. Or they just post It's like a picture of their cat. Or like, just like, oh my god, I swept my floors today. Look how shiny it is. Like, just dumb That's shit. <laughs> I'm just gonna unfollow you. We can continue our friendship, but you don't understand what this game is. We're trying to look at cute shit. <laughs> I feel like the only time, like, maybe no, I haven't muted anyone, but unfollow is like, I followed a lot of things in the past when I was doing that for like work. Like I was in the fitness fucking CPG industry, whatever. Um, and I realized I followed every jerky company and every fitness influencer, male, female, young, old, baby, whatever. Like that's like a reason. Like you, I went through and had to fucking re- yeah. like recreate the story that I was trying to tell because I'm not trying to follow 1,500 people that I don't even know. But sometimes it's nice too to just do like a clean sweep. Yeah, you love doing that. <laughs> well, there's things you follow. It's not even like people. It's just like brands or things you don't even remember why you followed that's them. That's probably the only time I would. Maybe mute. Uh, actually, I can't speak. I mean, maybe I have to mute y'all soon. But like, a brand. Like, if they post like things on the stories all the time, the stories all the time, I'll mute you because I like the brand. I want to follow you. But if they're doing too much on the fucking story shit, I'm gonna mute you. Same thing goes for people and other people because I got muted. Hmm. And then I got found. And then when you go to unfollow someone, you're unfollowing them because. It's like, I no longer want you in my friend circle. I no longer want to invite you into my life because I don't want to see the shit you're putting out there, which I think is really interesting too because it's like, we didn't have this back in the day. If you didn't like someone, you just tell them and you walk away. But now you get that really, you hit a click of a button and it's like, see you later. I hope you see that I didn't, I don't follow you anymore. What's going to happen next? It's almost like that passive aggressive, punchy bullshit way, but also hits different. You're like, this motherfucker muted me. This motherfucker unfollowed me. And like you get tight about it. Here's a funny story of like how mm-hmm. this all actually means something. I'll give you the story. I'll give the backstory because it's Dre's. But we were at Complex Con with a bunch of people, thousands. And of course, Dre bumps into the person she was hooking up with about a couple weeks ago, months ago. And she noticed that he had, she, he had muted her. And then eventually, I guess, unfollowed her. And then when they bumped into each other, they spoke some words, and then he said something along the lines of, we'll talk about it later. I'm intervening. You- I'm intervening. I was, it was like, hey, ha, ha. I mean, I knew I was going to run into him eventually. But what and did- I was like, now's the time, motherfucker. And what did you see on your phone later that night? I fucking got a re... Not, not a follow, a re-follow. What does this even mean? I said to myself in my apartment alone. What the motherfuck does this mean? And not only did he refollow me, he is the number one person who watched all of my stories. So it's like, you got something to say with your mouth? Fucking say it. Which is a side note. The top, like, three or to five people that follow you in your stories are the people that are looking at your shit the most. For me, it's like all of my best friends and my neighbor, mm-hmm. Cam. <laughs> <laughs> it's like literally all my best friends that look at my also, stories I just first. Learned this and now it makes total so sense. You were saying in the beginning of you guys like hooking up, he was the first person to like watch all your stories, right? Yeah, I mean at first, like he was like, like you're scrolling through to see who watches your. This, see, this sounds so stupid. This generation, yeah, he's there, whatever. And then I'm like, wait, homie's not there, muted. Then I realized blocked or unfollowed. Sorry. And then I got the refollow, and now homie is the n- number five person to watch anything i post and it's like about growing in my apartment i'm like why are what 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 is this serving for you for me i'm about to block his ass at this point yeah and that just goes back to again 
communication through mm-hmm. social media does mean certain things, and they're all passive aggressive. So stupid. So really. dumb. I did see his face, though, and I was like, mm-hmm. but you know what's we're like, it again. But you know what's nice about <laughs> seeing people again is just knowing that there's a confrontation that needs to be had, but confrontations are really healthy. And that goes back into communication styles. And there are certain people that don't like confrontations, certain people that love them. And the qualities and traits that you have as a person do reflect how your communication style will be when you're in those situations. But I think generally confrontations are super healthy. You need to have them, especially if you're in a really close relationship with someone and want to, you know, build a fucking bridge and move past things and grow together. You got to have them. You got to call out people on their shit. It is what it is. I was grabbing the vodka. 1,000%. And they come up all the time. It could be at work, with your friends, with your fucking dog, whoever. But shit comes up, and it's the way you handle it. And a lot of people don't like confrontation. I mean, (laughs) only some people love it. (laughs) But most people don't like it. It's like, how do you handle it in that situation? How do you deal with something that you don't want to deal with? Are you avoidant? Are you... Anxious, me. yeah, which I lean on. Or are what do you, you mean secure? by lean on? You said that because when I okay, so there's this book called Attached. If you're in a relationship or any relationship, this book helps you understand like how you are communicating with that person, how you can get through things. And there are three basic qualities that people have when it comes to their relationship styles, and that's being more anxious, more avoidant, avoidant or secure. Secure is the best place you want to be. Everyone wants to be yeah, on lock. So I, when I was taking some of those quizzes, I ended up at secure the whole time. But if I were to add up like the other like tallies, anxious is what I leaned on more if I were to get there. So there are people who may have feelings about you, but don't know how to say them, don't know how to confront you. Or there are people that are always thinking that something could happen and are ready to like fix it so that's like anxious you're just kind of like waiting for the moment when avoidance like i feel like there's a moment there but i'm not gonna say anything i'm gonna bury it for five years and because you would rather not say anything because the outcome to you is not beneficial you'd rather sit there and be avoiding the confrontation right thanks thanks father like that's one thousand percent deep rooted issues we all have word it's that book is also like you were born, you were raised in this world in a certain way and that's how you develop these relationships with people, anyone around you, and that's how you develop these things. And shit, I'm still learning. I was highlighting that book and I'm like, yeah, 1,000%. But it's like how you reflect on it. It's like, okay, so I'm with someone and they're like that. How do I see eye to eye on certain things? So if I'm avoidant and someone's secure, if I'm avoidant and someone's anxious, like how do you see eye to eye on those things? Like, if you start from the get-go since day one and say, these are my love languages, which also ties really like, into it. I like, you know, quality time, access service, blah, blah, blah. Like, that's how I deal with my life. And this person's like, well, I don't like that. I like to, you know, blah, blah, blah. Physical touch right, or whatever. Right. It's like, how do you compromise and blend into one, which is, fuck, now I'm getting deep. And I had a so, lot of vodka photos out of Deep in it. If you're not blending after years... You're never going to blend, and our ring's not going to do justice either. And if you're (laughs) in a relationship or not, I think it's so important to know what your love languages are because that is what 
values that you set on things and what mean the most to you. So once you assess what those are, and I'll go through them in a second, we have acts of service, quality time, physical touch, receiving gifts. And what's the last one I always forget? So to be clear, the five love languages are acts of service, gifts, physical touch, quality time, and words of affirmation. These are things that I think everyone should think about. It doesn't matter if you're in a relationship or not. You need to know what you value and what what qualities you want from other people to make you happy. Acts of service all day. My number one is quality time. Cute. And my second one, I think, is gifts. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, do you think I took the test first? And I was like, this can't be right. And I'm like, yep, gifts. I guess one of them. No, acts of service. But Danny, like buy me a fucking is active service too but his second one's quality time <laughs> his first one's acts of more service <laughs> no acts of service quality physical time. touch is now my new one <laughs> <laughs> need that but it does go back to communication like when you speak to someone how they're you know responding back is how you know what that they love you or that they hear you and know how you feel and react which goes into another thing about communication which i thought this was a fun little nugget i was watching i think real housewives or some (laughs) bullshit but it was such a takeaway they were like lisa you're not responding you're reacting and i was like oh i don't know what i was watching probably definitely was housewives and i was like oh shit no you know it was actually a show no you know what it was you it was you when they go to like couples therapy oh yeah 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 (laughs) she's like you're reacting right now love her name's love you're not responding and the difference between that is a reaction is more emotional responding is you comprehending what they're saying and giving an actual answer back that you want them to hear and build upon yeah and it's such a like crucial part of how you move through life word i mean you can sit here all day use your mouth but if you're using it in an emotional way to some like someone says something and you're like gonna bring your your tears into it or your anger into it and you're you're raising your voice that's emotion that's reacting i mean we all fucking do it. Yeah, I feel like I did to. it today at work. I was like, la, la, la. like no. Yeah, I love to love a good I reaction. I love a good reaction, but at the same time, responding is growth. <laughs> 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 if you can respond over reacting, that. Means if you can you. realize the difference between the two when you're in situation, that's fucking growth, bitch. Put that on a bumper sticker, <laughs> tattoo it on my ass. Cause word, you don't fucking know. Trust me. I love to be, like when you're in a fight with someone, especially in a it's relationship. So don't, yeah, you so hold your tongue. You're like, oh, I've, well, I get it. I've been like, I've reacted to Danny a few times, and I'm sure he has vice versa. But like, to know, like, okay, the funny thing is, is like when you do it, you're like, hmm, I probably could have handled that a bit differently. And like I, I always say, take a beat. It's take like a fucking my beat. fun fucking phrase. Like, take a beat. It could be with anything in life if you're feeling unsure about something just take a beat take a pause take a second to you know squeeze your mind grapes and see what comes out and that is a super important lesson with confrontation and this is dr sarah coming to you live with a lot of intentional knowledge that will help you in your growth to become the best version of yourself and that's where i have the part dre where you know 
we've talked about communication a lot. We have talked about how to deal with certain situations that don't make you comfortable. We feel that this is important for the people to hear because everyone deals with it. Well, I think so. We think so. What else has been going on, though? Now that we're on rap, let's just keep going. Let's keep riffing. Uh, I bought a rug. I love it. It's a snake. Ooh, which also goes back to another topic we were talking about the other day. Uh, she, You had like a revelation about where you are right now. Obviously, you came out of a long-term relationship, and you were dating a bunch of people, seeing people, and then you finally like woke up and was like, I'm happy. Like, Talk about that. Word, word. Wait, I'm happy. So there was like a hot minute where I thought, you know, post, postpartum, post breakup, you had to like, I don't know, I was fucking, I was burning my eyes on Hinge. I'm talking, I'm on a work call, I'm on Hinge. I'm like, got dates lined up all week. I know how to get ready in 15 minutes, literally. Fry my, curl my hair, put on the same black floss top, go out, meet a drink, do whatever. That was a thing. For a hot, hot second. And then, and then, I don't know, you just like realize that you're in your own apartment and you just feel like again growth um you become happy with what you're doing and you just be like sitting there looking around like i love what i'm doing right now i don't need to be doing what i'm doing like what am i looking for i'm not looking i'm not looking for the app are you not looking for the men on the apps right now well actually you're out there uh (laughs) (laughs) no the thing is like it took time to realize that i didn't need to do that Cause then I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh wow, I'm not, I'm not even on them anymore. I'm chilling here. I'm living my life, whatever. And it was like this weird realization. Not weird. I have one probably once a month, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like I'm, I'm happy with myself, dead ass. Like sounds so fucking cliche, but if you finally get to that point, you'll know what I'm talking about. You're sitting there and you're happy being alone fucking phenomenal and that's you don't what i tell people to do that you have to date yourself you have to yeah. know who you are know what you like know what you value know what you trust know what respect means to you and those are important qualities that i want all of our friends to have i want everyone in our lives to appreciate it's like taking that beat take a beat to know what you appreciate sarah and, so i have to cut you off because you the reason why i texted sarah the other day was because maybe two episodes ago or just all the time, she says, like, you have to be happy with what you're doing with yourself. And at the end of the day, how do you want to spend your time? And I was like, at the time, I wanted to get dick. <laughs> like, whatever. I'm like, okay, I get it. Cool. Now I'm like, no, I get it. At the end of the day, I'm not trying to go out to this fucking shitty bar and fucking wherever to meet some whatever loser fuckboy. I'm chilling. At, how do you want to spend your time? That was like a big, once like the, once you live it, I feel it's like a revelation. it like clicks in your mind. And I was like, ha I want to spend my time with my fucking self. And if y'all want to come through, come through. But like, I mean, you it's know? a great thing. I mean, the past two days I've been watching the Real Housewives of Potomac, <laughs> <laughs> spending time with myself. It's funny because like, obviously I live with Dan and he will be in the other, he'll be in the living room, I'll be in the bedroom, we're just doing our own things. But I was like, you know what? I need to spend some time with myself. Yeah, I'm watching trash, but I deserve a break. And let me, like, run away from my problems and live in these housewives' lives. Who cares? And it's just nice to, like, sit with yourself and know what you want to do or just take a breather from reality and watch reality television. Yeah. I don't, honestly, I don't care if people think, oh, that's cliche, you could say that. Fucking 
No, it like Tried really it is 1000%. Like it's a thing. And like there's some people out there that can't grasp that. They're still, oh, let me just like fill this void. Right. No, it's called being, again, sounds cliche. You can't be happy with anybody else unless you're not, unless you're happy with yourself. Yeah. Totally. And it's like people that are constantly on the go or doing certain things, not being as present as, as they should, you are easy to run away from who you are and what you like because it's like you're just gravitating towards something that's keeping you going but you don't realize like what's keeping yourself actually going like why are you maybe doing those things or delineating from your path i don't even know if delineating is a word i'm gonna fucking make it delineating is the name of the episode (laughs) delineating (laughs) google it google it urban dick that shit um but yeah it's it's communicating with yourself and it could be again one more time about anything like, it doesn't have to be about a relationship. If you go through something, anything big, or that just changes your everyday routine, what do you have to do? You, typically, you want to reflect on it, think about it, move from it, and, like, grow from it. But seriously, dead ass. It's like, if you're going to sit there and, like, dwell on what had happened, how is that helping you or any person involved in the situation? I'm even thinking, like, a, go through, like, grieving. Like, you... I mean, I'm not relating it to this. But yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's steps you have to take. You're still dealing with it that you, like, live with it and, like, reflect on it. I don't know. Yeah, it's, like, things that happen to you that may be tragic or something will stay with you forever. And those moments won't, you know, dissipate or go or fade away. But what you do after that is it's what matters and exactly. how you actually grow. Like, the, the hard parts are going to be there. But how you move after is what matters most. And you thinking about things in a positive direction or realizing what those challenges may have been and how you can, you know, move forward in a different way is what is most valuable to your your goddamn self. Let me tell you, when you realize you can do what she just said, fucking you think you can climb out Everest naked with a fucking dick in your hand. Dead ass. (laughs) Two dicks. Two dicks. Honestly, nine dicks, like balls. A tap full of dicks on Kilimanjaro. Like, Let's fuck go. Off, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> we're like not even. We're just mad at our microphones right now. <laughs> yeah. We have no, nothing to be mad about. We're just like, listen, microphone. I'm gonna fucking tell you how to live your life. But no, we're not telling you how to live your life. We're just talking about things that have happened that I guarantee y'all have can relate to it in some something. type of way. Experience in some type of way. You know what I do love, though? I love... What do you love, Sarah? What do you love? Tell me what you love, girl. Coming home on a drunk Sunday night watching The Sixth Sense. Oh, my God, yeah. Who the fuck does that? Nobody here. No one goes out on... I mean, hmm, Sunday, Sunday. You were were past Sunday, Sunday. Yeah. I I encourage everyone to take Sunday as a day of rest (laughs) and not... You know, be inclined to just keep the joyride going. But you know when you meet up with an old friend and you're just having a good time and you're catching up with them, you're only supposed to go for a couple of drinks. It turns into seven. Then you're like, let's keep the night going. Welcome let's- to Bad City. <laughs> Welcome to Bad City. But if I'm going to give you some lesson on communication with yourself, is don't go out on Sundays and come home and watch a scary movie. Not when you're 30. <laughs> Not when you're 30. Your bones are crumbling every step you take. It's, it's hard out there. 
So it's the sixth sense. Did you guys watch anything else? Yeah. And you know, I will say Bruce Willis is a little sexy. <laughs> mm, yummy. Bald. But like he's got to be bald. That's the only thing. And I never thought <laughs> I, I never thought I would find anyone sexy who's bald. But I was like, Bruce Willis, though. No, Willis. Uh, shave the head. All Come. day. Like, start, should I change my preferences? <laughs> shave your preferences. Only bald. Only, only fans. Only balds. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's so um, yeah, but Bruce Willis. Oh, you said earlier, <laughs> when you're watching The Sixth Sense, like, you already know what happens, so, like, why? What's the fucking point? What's the point? Yeah, I wasn't watching it the same way. I will say that the kid was really creepy, and it was weird that he had no friends, and I know that he saw dead people. Oh, spoiler alert. But. Spoiler for those weirdos who <laughs> haven't seen The Sixth Sense. Yeah, you haven't seen Fucking it. weirdo, go home and. Watch it. <laughs> Never listen to this podcast again. Because <laughs> we spoiled it for you. But yeah, I just needed to feel something and watch something. But now that we're on the tangent of catching up with what we saw since I brought us there, mm-hmm. the last episode of Insecure was fucking bomb. Oh, a fucking... God, that show is so good. Spot on. It's been it's been consistently good, but like this season, I'm like... And I don't know if it's just like I can relate. I feel like I put... I'm like, oh, I hear this song, relatable. I drink this drink, relatable. I'm going through something. No. This is like, you even felt this. Like, it's everyday situational shit, plus it's funny as fuck. And, you, yeah, you see these girls in that situation in that car with that guy that you used to hook up with, and you don't know how it's going to be when you see them like again Like, this happened last weekend time. with us. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you see someone, you don't know what the deal is, and then, oh. But, yeah, no. Issa Rae kills it. That's a good show. Great show. What else I got for them? I don't even know. The I people- mean, I, this was take two. Actually, take three. Technically, take three. We are trying very hard to provide you with the content that you want to hear. Yeah, we got a little deep. Tried to be funny. I don't know if y'all laugh, but Bitch, we tried. No, no, no. Let's rephrase that. We're bringing you the funny, the, <laughs> the therapeutic content that we think you may or may not need. Funny slash therapeutic. Yeah. <laughs> We're trying. Because I mean, like, when you go to a therapist, like, are they going to laugh with you? No. But we will. <laughs> but we will. Your therapist might not laugh with you, but we're going to certainly try. And I just want to thank you all again for tuning in. It's been fun. It's been honestly, We're having the best time of our lives. Bro. I know. It's really great. I encourage everyone to get a hobby and try to do it more. <laughs> That's what we do, and we love it every single week. Bi-weekly. Bi-weekly. We're bi-weekly. We try weekly. Try weekly. We're coming back. And thank you again, Dre. Love y'all. Close that shit out. Bye.